We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming for this special announcement. Hello everyone, the guys from Stuck in This Purgatory have something to tell you that might be more chilling than some of the stories in our show. Due to all the love and support we have already gotten, we have already received an ad sponsor. We all know that the ad invasion is real. However, we want you to know how important this is to us. Unfortunately, as much as we'd love to provide this content to you, we do sadly have full-time jobs. It is our hope that one day, this podcast will be our full-time jobs. With your help and the help of ads, this will give us the opportunity to improve our show and the content in it. If you guys enjoy what we are doing, please make sure to follow us on Spotify and spread the word to friends and family. Guys, maybe we can actually buy real microphones now and throw these tin cans away. Yeah, the string connecting them keeps on knocking over all the bears. I need a new chair. I can feel my bones scraping against each other from standing the whole time, and I'm only 23. That's it. We're turning Adrian into a robot. Did uh, Santa Claus visit you over the weekend? Who's Santa? What's a Santa Claus? Uh, you don't know who Santa Claus is? No, who is he? Are you that bad? Are you that bad of a child? You've never gotten presents from Santa? I'm Jewish. No. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much. You, but yet you never get any presents. No, we just get twenty something. Was it? I don't know. Hanukkah, I know. I just get a present a day. Yeah, okay, you're not Jewish, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Fucking well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, New Age Jew. Well, oh, what's the New Age Jew? Please explain. It's a very special form of Judaism where we don't celebrate anything Jewish, but we just claim to be Jews. Okay, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Stuck in This Purgatory. Join with you today is Chase and his two lovely co-hosts, H-Dog. He doesn't want to say anything today. That's cool. And KFA. What is up? All, we, seriously, all we got was the devil horns from Hunter. That was not cool. Yeah. That was for the Patreon listeners. I do have to say, uh, we are finally back at the studio. We had some vacations going on, so we're, we're kind of getting back into things. In the, the swing of things. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting back in the swing of Adrian, things. Adrian, where'd you go? I went to Arizona to go visit my girlfriend. It was a nice little vacation. I needed to get away from the two other guys. Ever since I've known him, he's had nothing but long-distance relationships. I know. Did she know that you were in Arizona, or did you just stand outside the window again? <laughs> With the boombox throwing rocks? No, no. She didn't baby, know at come all. Back. <laughs> you can you blame it all on me. me. <laughs> what about you, Hunter? Where'd you go? I went to Mexico. Ay, ay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's the little Did life. you see my family mem- members? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yeah. I got a new skull from a Mayan temple. I was uh, transversing in a deep jungle, cutting trees down and shit, you know, hating the environment. And then I found this skull in an ancient temple. Maybe what? cursed. I don't what know. What the fuck did you just bring into our podcast room? Oh, we need it. Sean's, Sean's here. So now Sean has a thing that he can manifest in. <laughs> well, what was... <laughs> You should see Chase's face. He just lost his fucking mind. What was crazy about Hunter's trip is he did see a bunch of crazy stuff. 
So I kind of want Hunter to tell us about his okay. scary. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, if this fucking skull starts talking to me in the middle of this goddamn episode, I'm not here. I'm leaving. All right. <laughs> at least you'd have someone to talk to you back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we wow. all need a friend. Look at that. He's He's been gone two weeks, and now I'm already getting ripped on again. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you my little story, because weird shit's been happening around the podcast room, right, guys? I mean, that the other day, our equipment just turned off randomly. The lights turned off the other day. Ever since we mentioned Sean, it's like he's here with us. We basically made a new friend. Yeah. So when I was in Mexico, we were in this in the room. It was 2 a.m., 2.30, right, late at night. And we had all the lights on. And we heard this weird, like, noise outside of the room. And, and, and just so you know, we're in the jungle, right? So there's a lot of wildlife and shit. And we opened the curtains. Nothing there. Fine. So close the curtains. Um, as I'm walking away from the window, I hear this fucking weird unexplainable noise again and the lights turn off just randomly and i look over to my wife i'm like what the fuck was that and uh i went to go turn on the master switch with the light switches because that could have gotten bumped there's there's one master switch by the hallway that you can turn on and off hit that like six times wouldn't turn on i'm like what the fuck and at this point i either choose panic or humor and you we all know we love to laugh our fear (laughs) away right chase (laughs) so i chose humor and i said hey sean get the fuck up out of here all right i don't want none of your shit and after I finished that sentence, lights turned on. And Dom and I got this weird, eerie feeling that something was in the room and left the room. Just like, whoosh. You know what's crazy about this story is I, uh, I've, I've heard a lot about topas. Topas? Yeah. If you don't know what a topa is, it's basically a manis- manifestation of energy. So if you put a lot of effort, like as a childhood or as a kid, when you're um, making up imaginary friends, right? Yep. You put a lot of effort into that. And it becomes kind of like a relationship. Well, if enough energy is manifest into this, it could actually become something. So we mm. have put so much energy into Sean, he may have become a topa, and he might be falling your ass now. We've created <laughs> a monster. What's crazy about all of Hunter's vacations that he takes, he always finds <laughs> a way to bring some kind of scary story in. The Hotel Colorado, he feels sick. Yep. He goes to Mexico. He finds a new friend. What else is going to happen? I'm very attuned to the paranormal. I think you just have an overactive imagination. Oh, okay. Which, speaking of, leads into today's episode. (gasps) Ooh, look at that segue. Sexy. Let's give Chase a sexy star. Ching. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to think, what sounds sexy? My lips smacking together. To Adrian, it was a a ching. Anyways, today's episode (laughs) is on the witching hour. We all know this. I mean, come on. Your parents have always told you, including us, that not to be out past midnight because nothing good happens after midnight. I think they just don't want to handle you past midnight because I'm hitting that age where I don't even be up past midnight. So, <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, when, I, when I'm when i old enough to have a kid, and if they call me at like 2 or 3 in the morning, like, hey, you got to come pick me up from jail, I'd just leave them there. <laughs> <You're> like. <laughs> You're going to suffer until I wake up, asshole. (laughs) That's your punishment. The crazy thing about that, I wouldn't even hear my phone, so that'd be screwed. (laughs) Their one phone call would go to no one. They'd be calling us, and then we'd be like, it's your goddamn phone, Adrian. God damn it. I'll tell you one thing that happens after midnight. Butt stuff. (laughs) Oh! He brought it back. He brought it back. He brought it back. Oh, my God. That's the scariest. You know what? Shady's back. You you want to know what? The reason why he does butt stuff after midnight is because that's when the veil is 
<laughs> what is it? It's the veil is the, the thinnest. <laughs> the veil between life and death is the thinnest, is what Chase is trying to say. KFA, your butt's the thinnest. That oh, that's that just or it's not true. That or is too dark, and he missed the wrong. He hit the wrong hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, violent, violent. Oh, violent. All right. So before we go down another rabbit hole in this one, yep. this is an interesting topic. Uh, everybody knows about the witching hour, hopefully. If you don't, then good news. You're in for a treat. Um, there's some debate on this, though, that from our research that some, a lot of people claim it's um, around 3 to 4 in the morning. But other people claim that it's basically any time after midnight until the sunrise, which is interesting because I know that Adrian and I have to get up really early for work. Um, and because of everything that's going on right now in, uh, in the world, we have certain days that we work from home. And so that usually entails when I get home um, early in the morning that it's like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And my house is eerie as shit at right before sunrise. Do you ever feel like the air is more still right before sunrise? Like that 3, 4, 5 o'clock? Oh, something... It smells so good. Yeah, I, it's I got a weird because, because I always take trips early in the morning. So like I get up to go to the airport and mind you not, DIA is the most haunted airport in the United States. Well, aliens run it. Well, we can't get into it. That's a whole episode of what, a great the conspiracy theories of DIA. We just figured out the next episode, or one of the episodes in the future. Okay. But either way, yes, the air is thinner, and it does feel better. I just know for me, my house is creepy as fuck. <laughs> so when I get home, instantly lights come on, noises are being turned on, like doors closed. I don't want to see shit. I don't want to see the top hat man go in between my rooms. Nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, I think uh, I think three a.m. We've all have something we've experienced with three a.m. But Adrian, why don't you get into the the origins, uh, just the the intro of Witching Hour? There's some fun history with here. When, upon our research, I I found some fun fun shit. Yeah, we we found a lot of stuff, and uh, we'll just start off telling you guys what the Witching Hour is for people that have never heard of it. You guys must live in a hole next to Chase, but uh, <laughs> we'd get into the history. It's a comfy wormhole, so. Join me. <laughs> so, the witching hour is mainly seen in folklore. It's the witching hour, or other people call it the devil, devil's hour. It is a time of night that is associated with supernatural events, whereby witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and be at their most powerful. Uh, definitions vary and include the hour immediately after midnight and the time between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. Uh, the witching hour phrase did begin in 1775 at, in the poem Night and Ode by Reverend Matthew West, though its origins may go further back to 1535, where the Catholic Church prohibited activities during the 3 to 4 a.m. time of the day. So I just wanted to read you that poem because I found it. Ooh, can we, is this sexy Ooh. voice time? No, I don't know. I, I don't think I have a good reverend Catholic can you, voice. Yeah, can you give us an old English voice? No, I got it. God damn it. Make sure you cover cover your buttholes while he's saying this prayer. <laughs> yes. Let, let nothing in. It is a Catholic All orifices. prayer. Yes. So this is Rev, Reverend Matthew West. Uh, he wrote a poem, Night and Ode. Along whose banks at midnight's witching hour, so wayward fancy dreams... Aerial beans pour. Ooh. Ooh. Is that beautiful? It is beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. And he used the term witching hour. Right and it's there. also very scary. Yeah. Well, that that, was... that, that's where the phrase was first thought of. So <laughs> 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 clearly he's trying to say witching hour. 
But I want I want to <laughs> Midnight say, Mass. Yeah, Midnight Mass. Oh, go watch that. I I mean I think uh, there's definitely origins probably further back. It's just a matter of when it was recorded in history. So why 3 a.m. Like why everything revolves around threes. Well, they say that Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, uh, died at 3 p.m. Uh, on his crucifixion, the, the soldier's spear, all that stuff. You know the story. And the inverse of that, just like many things that the devil does to mock the Holy Trinity, to mock Jesus and all these things, is 3 a.m. So it makes sense that if Jesus died around that time, then we would have an inverse of that, that where the devil and his playthings would come out and enjoy enjoy their life. It's funny that you talk about um, Jesus Christ because I think you need that with all the butt stuff you talk about. I really do. You need some of them Save in your life. me. But like real talk though, like Sean, dude, like I get, I'm getting freaked out with this fucking Sean dude following me. And it's and it's this 3 a.m. shit. I happened on my vacation. That was annoying. Uh, well, go visit a Catholic church because that is where the origin of this phrase comes from. Oh, well, let's just go to church. Look at that. Yeah. KFA is just dropping them today. Will you take me to church? No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the Catholic re- religion, you have to go uh, do confirmation. So you don't oh. have to tell about all the dirty stuff that you've done. And I I can't stand to even take you into a church because I would, I'm pretty sure it burned down. Maybe. Dude, I'd be there for like a week. Did they <laughs> feed you? Did they feed you? Because no. I would be screwed. It, yeah, crackers It's basically and wine. going to Krampus's hell and just getting whipped. Kinky. With hard <laughs> hard objects. <laughs> well, so I think we're going to get in a little bit more of um, some of the definitions of the witching hour and how they came up, but... One thing to note on this witching hour thing, it definitely was around sooner. That was that poem was just the first um, mentioning of it in a poem. Um, keep in mind, a lot of things with folklore is there's people not understanding. It's demonized. Yeah, it's it's things that people don't understand at the time because this goes back to like the Salem witch trials. You know, a bunch of naked ladies running through the wood. And doing some shit, and the next thing you know, some lady or, or a kid dies in the um, the town square. Now, guess what? All the that was weird. Why were they doing that? They're not supposed to be doing that. Boom, witches burn them. And that's happening today too. I mean, look at all these things that we see in our pop culture and stuff that people do, and we shun it. Yeah. It's just it's sheep mentality, truly, yeah, totally. But witching hour does have uh, have some interesting origins around witchcraft. There is talk of, and this is not to, to slander the witches of the world, but this the veil is, is thinnest during 3 a.m. to 4 a.m., or I, I believe after after midnight, where they can perform some of their rituals and their burnings and their you know horrific butt stuff, you know, all that good stuff. Well, do you want to talk about what the veil actually is? Um, or do you want me to? <laughs> I get, let's have KFA do that. Okay. Uh, the veil is basically the... Uh, I'm trying to make it more sense for our audience. It's it's like a a lining that you put around the world. It's basically it stops death from coming into life. So people believe that uh, at three to four in the morning, the veil is the thinnest, so it lets these spirits, apparitions, stuff like this, come into the world and let their let their spirits be known. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's layman's terms. You're looking at a picture, and there's an image of hell on the bottom of the paper. And there is an image of heaven on the top, and you have clouds in between. We all live in those clouds. Yeah. Between 6 a.m. to midnight, it's a raging thunderstorm, super thick clouds. But between 3 to about 6 in the morning, like the coast is clear, blue skies, sunny, you're right there in the middle of everything. Yeah. Even more simply, 
if you want to, you know, put a little comical spin on it, it's Midgard, Asgard, and wherever the fuck the, the, the Viking <laughs> hell is. Hell. Just H-E-L, not double L. There you go. There's another little uh, comparison for you. <laughs> nope. Not fans of Norse mythology here. Chase claims to be a fucking Viking. I swear to God, he basically just is like, I just watched a <laughs> superhero. I just, watched I just watched Thor, a superhero movie, and I'm bringing it in. Well, yeah. that that's what I thought right away. I just thought of Thor the movie. Well, that it is. I mean, it's all based off of their their gods and goddesses, and we all live in Midgard, which is Earth, and Asgard is quote unquote heaven. And I just want to make it a thing. We do not get our research from Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Asgard <laughs> is not necessarily heaven. It's just a place of gods. They have their Valheim. And Moving on. <laughs> hey, it was a good fun fact. That's what I'm all about, friends. Uh, also, fun facts about the witching hour. The New Zealand Ox- Oxford Dictionary identifies midtime as a time when witches are su- supposedly active. So uh, it's crazy that the dictionary actually goes in and defines this phrase. It's only fair because that's the only time you can run around the woods naked. Yeah. No, you're not going to get caught. I would do it. Yeah, why? Why? Why is your thought on witches is that they just run around naked and yeah? Let's let's dive more into that. <laughs> How hot is that? A bunch of women going in like a like freaking naked wood circle, dancing around, doing weird spells. Come on, that doesn't turn you on. I'm challenging that. That episode in Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell when they are in the witches. They are not hot, except one. Now, see, now you're twisted. You're twisted now. Nah. Give them all the whole dick twist. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the psychology because the psychology of what is happening, why is witching hour an interesting time? Is it the actual time or is it when people are asleep and there's an interesting science behind it? Adrian, give us the good dickin'. Well, the good thing about where modern technology and how humans have evolved, we're starting to get a better understanding of why our mind sees different things at certain times why we're understanding why some of the stuff and rituals that witches or proclaim witches have done is actually just a better form of science. So science does find that the witching hour may stem from the human sleep cycle. Uh, the body is usually going through REM sleep at this time between three to four. Uh, this is going off of a normal time schedule where people go to sleep around 9 p.m. So if you're going to sleep around 9 p.m., you're usually in a REM sleep cycle around 3 to 4. And the reason why this is so crazy is during that REM sleep cycle, the heart rate is slower, body temperature is reduced, breathing pattern and blood pressure are very irregular. Now, doctors can't explain why our body does turn into a different kind of form while we are in the REM sleep cycle. But they understand that this is what our body does when we are in the sleep cycle. So uh, this is crazy occurrence because when people do wake up between this time, they're not used to feeling this kind of way. Their heart rate's super slow. You feel cold. Your mind starts to hallucinate. And that could be a good topic on why people are starting to see uh, shadow fi- figures, starting to see Top Hat Man, starting to see... A bunch of other kinds of paranormal activities is because they're hallucinating because they don't know what their body's doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I agree with all that because I can't tell you how many times I've woken up 
and I can't say I sleep very well. Right? You know me. I've, you heard in the episodes, I have nightmares at the yin yang. But uh, I'll wake up occasionally, and it's like amnesia, basically. Like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what day it is, what time it is. Is it? Am I supposed to go to work today? Am I supposed to go to school? I, even though I'm 28? Like, it's weird. It's the weirdest feeling ever. Uh, and, and even sometimes when you have such lucid dreams that you wake up out of REM sleep, you believe that that is actually happening. Yeah, there's some interest. I mean, that happened to me. And there's two. Here's two extreme extreme examples on different parts of the uh, the diagram here. Where the other night I woke up from a deep sleep, probably around two or two thirty around that time, and I woke up as having a dream that we had moved to California and we bought a house and we were enjoying the home. And I woke up and I swore to God I was in California, and the house looked different. My room in the night looked different when I woke up. I was confused. And then on the flip side, when you're in that REM sleep and your body is disturbed in some way, uh, you can you can um, induce sleepwalking and weird things. Dom said the other night that I, I haven't told you guys this, but Dom said the other night I uh, stood up quickly. She was briefly falling asleep. I uh, lifted myself up the bed really fast, and I looked around the room. She said I just like did a full, slow 360 scan with my eyes closed, and I said, there's blood on the walls. And then I just laid back down. And Dom was totally freaked out. Like, why the <laughs> fuck would I say that? And that's and that's the weird shit that happens when your body is in REM sleep. You see shit, you experience shit, and witches running through the forest naked. You just been, don't know. You've been hanging around with me too much. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. The crazy thing about your story and also a lot of other people's stories is they call this uh, disturbance as a parasomnia. So it's basically uh, people experience this when they're thinking about nightmares and they wake up with rapid eye movement. Their sleep behavior starts to become a disorder. And night terrors, sleepwalking, homicidal sleepwalking, and sleep paralysis become a common occurrence. Wait, hold on. Did you say homicidal sleepwalking? Yeah, it's basically you're sleepwalking, you walk out of the front door, and you, you just go stand on a highway. And you're just like, fuck it. Wait, that sounds like suicidal sleepwalking. Are you talking uh, homicidal where they just like wake up and go murder someone? Yes. Which fuck? is crazy because one of the most famous witching hour stories is the Amityville horror, which we will go over briefly, where a man did shoot his family members. Which was he just a homicidal sleepwalker, sleepwalker or was it he just wanted to shoot someone? Well, remind me not to sleep near Chase. This is why I'm not having kids, dude. Fuck kids. (laughs) I would stop that. (laughs) You say that every time. My kids are gonna kill me. Fuck. Oh my god. You would. You would have a homicidal sleepwalking child that comes and slits your throat like sinister. I will give you guys a KFA fun fact. If you guys are experiencing a nightmare and you want to wake up or you want to know that you are in a dream, uh, the common theme is that you won't feel pain while you're in a dream while scientists have debunked this you're able to feel extreme pain while in a dream the most common thing that you need to do is look for a clock when you are in a dream relative time won't occur so you won't understand what time is in a dream fucking weird right that's what i'm saying man i've been preaching this since episode one like our brain is so beyond complicated yeah. and misunderstood that I, I don't want to just right at the top write off all this shit that happens. You know, there's so many things in this world that is a possibility and I truly believe it is. But on the flip side of things, 
our brain can manifest so much stuff that we don't understand or comprehend. And that's goes into the folklore of things. It's things that we don't understand, things we can't prove that freak us out. Well, that's a great point that you say because uh, during this time <laughs> – I love your transitions, I, I, Adrian. I can't take it's it. It's funny guys. you say I, that. I, I, I try to give them <laughs> That's facts a point. That's off a great of point. their bullshit that they like to tell you guys. And all they do is laugh at my transitions. No, they're, <laughs> they're adorable. I've said it many times so, now. So during the night <laughs> and while into the witching hour, a lot of symptoms of illnesses and people either dying or starting to get illnesses happen during this time of REM sleep. Uh Lung disease, asthma, flu, and common colds are usually absorbed during this time. So this is why during, like, I know for me, if I'm getting sick, I could tell the day before, but I don't show a lot of the symptoms. I could just very shortly tell that I'm going to be sick, and then your body goes to sleep, you wake up, and this is why you feel your common cold, or you got a flu. And, uh, I mean, lots of this stuff the scientists can tell you, Oh, this is when it happens. This is what occurs. But they can't tell you why. So that's why the paranormal activities that are happening during this hour, no matter if it is because of our REM sleep cycle, if it's because we're waking up and we're either hallucinating or uh, there's actually something there, no one can explain or tell you if that hallucination or what you've seen is actually true or not. I like that because... Science can explain physiological changes, blood pressure things, but that's it's like the same thing between the difference between the brain, which is the functioning machine that controls our bodily functions, conscious and subconscious, and then the mind, which draws into the deeper aspects of spirituality, soul, all these things we cannot explain, the intangible. And I and that's like a theory I have for you, Chase, is that like the shit that you experience during probably most of the time REM sleep during 3 a.m., 4 a.m., is you're probably entering different dimensions. Your soul, and I believe this, it's just my opinion, that your soul is actually experiencing either other versions of yourself or other dimensions. How do you it, like that? No, I I, I love it. I, <laughs> I, I fucking it. love it. I'm not kidding you. It's it's so interesting it to is. me. Like, that, to me, what I was going to say was that is the veil. There right there between what scientists can study and measure physically and what your brain and the intangible that this world provides, that is the veil in between. And that's what kind of the cool shit about Witching Hour is yeah. murders happen, uh, paranormal activities happen, uh, possessions happen, weird hallucinations happen, Sean happens, Top Hat Man happens. A lot of, and why we really wanted to talk about this is because witchcraft, things that we don't understand, the folklore, all these things that we are kind of uh, touching base on, we're teasing, is centered around Witching Hour. When you hear the term Witching Hour, it's a very just mundane term. We've been so um, accepted in society with it. We talked about that as kids, that how many superstitions we have, and we, I'm going to say it again, our parents said nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah. And that is a form of witchcraft. These are things that in folklore, they talk about these, these interesting uh, traditions that they have, and that's become a part of our society, and we've become dull to it, but it's really weird. Pay attention. Now that we're talking about this, listener, as you hear this, pay attention what happens if you wake up at that time or if you are already awake at that time. See how things are a little bit different. I got a fun story about these past two weeks. While I was doing a lot of research on this, I woke up twice during the witching hour. So is that either my brain associating with the witching hour 
and then my body just feeling like it has to wake up at this time? Or is it just meant to happen that I was supposed to wake up at 3, 3 in the morning the past two weeks? Which, and yeah. listeners, if if you are thinking about the witching hour while you're watching this, if you do wake up at 3 in the morning, please please shoot us over an email and tell us what happened during this occurrence. Nothing may happen. We're, we're, we might just be talking about a bunch of load of shit, but I know each of us in this podcast room have had occurrences at this time. We want to hear what you guys have seen. When I was a kid, cops always seemed to chase me at 3 a.m. <laughs> I love derailing. Whenever I was no. chasing about to say something, I just look him in I the eye and I, I say something wild. Too. I was like, usually oh. when I wake up at 3, it's the cold, wet nose of my dog telling oh. me he has to go outside and take a shit. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do. It's when my stomach growls and I need snacks. That was no hilarious snacks. last week. That was fucking hilarious. I love that. All righty, let's. Okay, so now just as a recap, we talked about some history, some origin, why we're talking about this, all these really good facts about the science. Now let's talk a little bit about some opinions, some stories, some crazy shit in 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 the media that we've found through our research that happens during witching hour. Well, I think we will start off with one of the most known occurrences of the witching hour, and that would be the Amityville Horror. So everyone has heard about this. I mean, everyone's heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren, mainly because of their bullshit-ass Conjuring movies, and we all know they're a bunch of hoax and just... Not very good paranormal investigators. So opinionated. Sorry. I, yeah. I've, I've heard so much about them that I just cannot go along for the ride. If you guys want to have a funny moment, totally off topic, email Adrian what he thinks about chiropractors. <laughs> <laughs> I would stop this podcast right now if we get into chiropractors. We're not talking about chiropractors. But email us in and ask Adrian, what, how do you feel about chiropractors? We'll do, we'll do a whole Q&A, and if you want to ask him that, we'll, you'll go. <laughs> It'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, tell us about Amityville Horror. So, the main thing about this, and I'm not going to really go into a deep dive about Amityville, because a lot of people have their own opinions. I have my own opinion on it, and my own opinion on the Lutz family. The craziest occurrence, if you guys haven't heard of the Amityville Horror, is the man that actually committed the murders, Robert DeFeo Jr. He murdered his family at around 3 in the morning. And the next day, he runs into the bar, and he starts screaming, and he's telling everyone in the bar that he needs help at his family's house. So, of course, his best friend pops up, which is weird that his best friend's just sitting in a bar on a random night, but uh, <laughs> I feel like that will be Chase in about 20 years. Just at a random bar? Why? Singing about the blues? Why? I, no, Singing. you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be chilling... In my house, playing video games with you two fuckers until two in the morning. Yeah, that's what we'll be doing. Yeah, okay. On our beach house <laughs> because this podcast blew up. I manifested it subconsciously. Oh, let's go. Well, <laughs> he runs into the bar, and of course, everyone rushes to his help because this is a small little community. They want to be there for the citizens within this community. So they pop up, and once the police end up finding the dead bodies that are all in beds. They tried to start investigating. They first started investigating if someone broke into the house because you got to remember that Robert DeFeo, he was one of the sons of this, the parents at the 
What house. time did this take place at, by the way? What year was Three this? in the morning. No, what oh, year? Oh, 1974. Okay, okay. So, yeah, the technology is a little bit different. And there was a lot of, I don't know if you guys, you know, we do obviously like serial killers, but a lot of fucking crazy shit happened in the 70s. A lot of people just getting murdered and pillaged. <laughs> my, my thought is, uh, he definitely drugged the whole family. It would make sense. Well, well can, yeah, because Adrian's going to tell you. Let me finish. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, upon arriving, the men found that the front door had been unlocked. Uh, inside the house, it was still dark and still. And Shaggy DeFeo's family sheepdog began barking as the men entered. So, the whole family was murdered, but not the dog. Which, I could justify this being a good murder. <laughs> oh, because the dog lived? Yeah. Yeah, nobody uh, likes dead dog. Yeah. Uh, because many of these paranormal... Lassie. Activity... <laughs> Did you just say Lassie? I just said Lassie, yeah. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> that is trauma for me, guy. <laughs> so, Bobby, I'm not even butcher his last name, Kowski led the group of men up the stairs and into the master bedroom, where they started noticing all the lifeless bodies of Robert DeFeo Sr., his wife, Lucy DeFeo, sprawled on their bed. A bullet hole and a drain... Dried stream of blood were visible on Ronald's back, and uh, Luis's body was buried beneath a blanket. And then, soon after, the men discovered the bodies of the DeFeo children. There was four of them. One was named Don, the next Allison, the next Mark, and John Matthew. All seemingly shot in their beds. Now, the crazy thing about this, and I, I want to reiterate, they were all in their beds. So when the police started investigating, they wanted to know why the neighbors didn't hear the gunshots of Robert DeFeo Jr. And these were uh, shotgun shells that had been shot in the back of each of their heads. All people got shot in the back yes. of the head of the shotgun. Buckshot, 30 shot, Buckshot, BBs, airblow, what is it? I, I fucking butchered that. Wow. I was trying to make a good technical joke, and it wow. didn't work. Okay, that is crazy, though, because that, that's a loud. Shotguns are very loud. Disperse spread. You know, there's a lot. of It's a weird. And you said they're in bed. How are they positioned in bed? Uh, they're all face down in the bed. That's fucking strange. All same gunshot wound to the back of the head yes. or back of the back. or That's fucking weird. So this is what I do believe in, that there was a little bit of paranormal in it, is uh, – I don't know if many of our listeners have shot a gun before, but they're extremely loud, especially a shotgun. Yeah. So if you're sleeping at 3 in the morning, I mean, my dog's able to wake me up at 3 in the morning just barking. And uh, this family, there was no signs of uh, tied rope. They weren't tied to the bed. There was no signs of struggling. So when Robert DeFeo Jr. shot the family, the family was all in slumber. So... He went on each time. He shot one family member, went to the next, shot the other. Well, you know, four four children were still asleep, and they didn't hear the shots. So nothing can be explained why the family didn't get up. And I know Chase's theory on drugs, the... uh, Toxology report? Yes. The autopsy found in the toxology report. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he tried to cut me off. Detective. Uh, found that there is no drugs in any of the bodies. Weird. So what? What's crazy about this is why? Why didn't they get up? 
Yeah, you shoot, you shoot one. You know, you probably would react to that, and then that would they'd run away, and then you could shoot them as they're running away, but all perfectly placed shots. Or, or at least you know, just flip over and be like, "What was that sound?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, or That's like strange. sit up in the in your bed and like figure out what's happening. Yeah, there could be some paranormal act- activity going on. Chase, what's your thoughts? Did Let's put you on the spot. Well, obviously, I just got KFA fact checked on my drug thing. So yeah, you tried. You, you uh, tried. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's. I, I'm just saying that the '70s was a fucking weird ass time. A lot of drugs. I, that's that's why. I, and you know, let's be real. How good was technology sure. in the '70s? Sure. Oh yeah, it, it could have been bullshit. The autopsy uh, probably didn't even look that good. And then when you and then when you sit here and you tell me the whole story about what happened and everything, and then people say, "Oh, it's paranormal and stuff," but they just call it a hoax. Like, well, okay, the hoax part is the year after when the Lutz family went in. So not the DeFeo family, the Lutz family. So the murders happened, and then another family yeah, moved so in. so another family moved into this very – it was basically a mansion back in the day. It was on beachfront property. It uh, They got it for really cheap. Uh, they did know that the murders have had occurred in the building, but they're willing to take it on. And about a month later, they started saying that a bunch of paranormal stuff was happening – I don't know why in 1970s that everyone said that paranormal was uh, a bunch of leakage from the walls. So, Ghostbusters, yeah, Ghostbusters, and wallpaper. Exactly. It's a, uh, it's just a weird occurrence. I mean, have you guys watched the Amityville horror Mm-mm. movies? There's like 20 of them. Bunch of bullshit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is but, so damn opinionated. He, he can't just say what something is without saying it's good or bullshit. Yeah. There's no in, if ands, or buts, man. Basically, in the movie, uh, this green kind of liquid starts oozing out from the walls. And also, a main thing back then in the 1970s is insects would infest the house. So, this is what the family went on to say. They ended up calling Ed and Lorraine Warren, who then backed up the family. And then, well, people started to to research it. They started finding out that the Lutz family had wanted to put this on a big show for everyone to see that there's a paranormal side, but there really wasn't. It was just them starting to make up a bunch of these stuff. So so going back to the, the reason we brought the story up with the witching hour, because it, it happened, it claims at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is super weird that they wouldn't have woken up. But the one thing that's been running through my head, even before we started the podcast, we kind of talked about this a little bit to go over the you know details of it. Um, what about cults? Hmm. No one, I haven't heard anything be mentioned about a cult thing. Hmm. Because, granted, it's a family, and it's one child killing off a whole family. But when you think about a cult in general, even though it's a, a group of different people, they come together seeking this family. And in the end, there's usually one leader who either lives or dies with all of them. Mm-hmm. But it's a willing sacrifice. So for the fact that there is a whole family that are all murdered in the same exact way in their beds with no indication of fighting back, there may have been something more that no one will ever know about when it comes to these executions, basically. Maybe you just discovered the witching hour cult. Well, I will say the reason why this is associated with the Witching Hour is because of the Lutz family. And that's why I had brought him up. A lot of people 
<clears throat> it came into pop culture, and this is the reason why many of us have heard about the Witching Hour, is because the Lutz family really tied in that three in the morning. That's the reason why. Yeah, and that's fair. Interesting. That's fair. And I have, you know, I have a quick little uh, case that happened uh, in 2010, because a lot of stuff is gonna is gonna continue to unfurl with the uh, with the Witching Hour. So. Did you guys hear that? Sean. It's Sean again. So, and this is just this is just a short a short little case. I'm and I don't really have much to tell to tell the uh, the ending of. But in Bodega in uh, um, 2010, October 31st, there was a Halloween party. Was Nicki Minaj involved? Oh man, those are the good times. <laughs> Nicki, you out there? We need you. <laughs> um, but there was late night Halloween. <laughs> Hold fucked up. Me up. I'm, I'm you, sorry. You fucked me up. <laughs> You had me reminiscing about Nicki Minaj's butt, all right? Well, that, that's what made me start thinking about uh, Super Bass, the song that she wrote. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, go ahead. That's all I wanted to say. Trying to get serious. This is a very. This is someone died. Okay. Was Nicki involved? <laughs> Chase has obviously been thinking about Nicki. <laughs> She's a lovely lady. Anybody would like to have she her. She is wonderful. She is wonderful. Okay, so in Bodega, on October thirty first, two thousand ten, there was a. Fancy late night Halloween fiesta, where a bunch of students of the local area took um, took part in. The unfortunate victim by the name of Luis Camaraderes, gonna say that probably wrong, but sorry out there, Luis, uh, was reported missing by her friends under suspicious circumstances close to a drainage channel that runs under the Parque Vire, which is a, um, a local area to to this uh, party. It was a 20-year-old student who went missing. They were partying super hard. Something, something got, went wrong with the group. The subject um, left the house and then 16 hours later, missing, was reported missing, and then was found uh, deep in a culvert. Um, and the death was initially, initially explained as a tragic accident. And they believed it to happen around the 2 to 3 a.m. time after the party, so probably even closer to 3.30 um, that, that she uh, or he was uh, dis- found deceased. Um, then what was interesting about this case, right, this, this kind of stuff sadly happens all the time uh, during witching hour. What's interesting about this case is the victim's mother later, a year later, which is a strange time period, had a dream that Louise had been murdered. So, and I find this interesting in the bodega, they actually she brought this to their attention, and the case was reopened, the body was exhumed, and the second autopsy was performed. Now, I couldn't find any conclusions on what happened to Louise, if they ever found anything out, if there was anything suspicious. But it's interesting, and this is kind of just a fun fact, nothing too too crazy about something about the witching hour, too, is there's a lot of uh, talk in pop culture that Halloween, for our pagan American times, that Halloween is when the veil is also th- more, even more thin than 3 a.m., and also in Mexican culture, just because I came back from Mexico, I can talk about it. Uh, Dia de los Muertos is when the Day of the Dead and the ancestors come back, and the veil is even thinner there. And that's actually, it's not on the 31st, it's on November 1st and 2nd. So, an interesting little story about an unfortunate murder, or maybe a ghost murder. Well, <clears throat> I know we have a few more stories, and I actually have not heard any of these stories, so I'm kind of building up my own opinion. So I want to hear the rest of your guys' stories, and then I've got my little bit to say on this. Okay. My last story is one time I woke up at 3 a.m., and I really wanted a snack, and I think it was a food demon that possessed me. 
No, that's called hunger. It's a biological need. We all need to eat, Hunter. Eat food. <laughs> but at 3 a.m.? That's called overweight. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Adrian. I'm not overweight. <laughs> wow. Ow, Did you hear he ripped on someone else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will get into my personal story. Oh, shit. Yes. You have, wait, an actual personal story? Yes, an actual personal story that has been a reoccurring occurrence with me. And this is something that I cannot explain. I want to say it's definitely due to being in REM sleep. Because unlike these other two, I do like to go to sleep around 9, 8, 9 p.m. Dude, this kid is younger than us, and he cannot hang. He's like, he really eight three-year-olds around, he's like, guys, I got to go to bed. <laughs> exactly. It's it's good to get your eight hours of sleep. Oh yeah. This is the week of New Year's and I'm throwing a big <laughs> I'm throwing a big New Year's Eve party and Adrian will be there. And uh I have a guess that he will last till about ten forty one PM. <laughs> I think that's when you'll uh meander off to bed. Yeah. Yes. I they looked at me. Motherfucker, that's not me. <laughs> I always wanted to hear your opinion. I'm oh. saying that's my guess. What's your guess? Oh, well, well, be there too, 1041? fucker. Oh yeah, I'll be partying. Last year, oh man. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. time out. We last will go. Time? We will go over Chase's video of him laying on the couch trying to pass out. Did you like that party? <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. But Hunter can he can acclaim to this. Last year, I actually had I, <laughs> I was just coming out of COVID, and so I couldn't taste or smell. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to drink moonshine. I, it's oh, not yeah. going to matter. I have never been so redneck, fucking trash drunk in my life. You were angry. I was you angry. were violent. And that moonshine turns you into a different person. Yeah, you were going around like <laughs> slamming doors and shit. And, and, and you were going up to my in-laws and, and being like, ah, curse words. That is not me, too. You like you know me. Yeah, when I get very drunk, good around parents. I'm hilarious. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm fun. Moonshine. Whoo. Yeah. I think at one point, dude, you were so drunk, and this is the last story before your personal story, Adrian, is we were playing that uh, shot roulette with the dart gun, right? So you, yeah. you spin the thing, and then if you get hit, you have to take a shot. You, I think you took it out of someone's hand and shot them in the face. I think it was Will. I'm not even joking. Yeah, well, fuck Will. You, <laughs> you took the Nerf gun out of his hand and shot him in the face. I like, would have done that sober. You're like, you're dead, bitch. And then you walked away all drunk and angry. It was interesting. <laughs> That's Chase on Moonshine. Okay, we'd, we'd get back into the paranormal side. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you guys what my layout was when I was a kid. Go ahead, Chase. I don't know. I think it was witchy now, and I think I was possessed. Oh! <laughs> see, we don't divert. We always talk about shit on topic, even when it's bullshit. I... Yay! Possessed. Okay. I will tell you guys about my layout when I was a kid. You better give me good eye contact. Uh, this, this was around... 14 to the age of 18. Uh, the layout was I had I used to live in the basement. I slept down there. I had my bed down there. And we have two separate rooms. One room that we have now converted into a workout room. But it used to be just a storage room. And then the other room was a washer and dryer's laundry room. On the further south side of the house... There's a staircase. There's no door to go downstairs like a fucking normal house. <laughs> but <laughs> wait, there's no door to the downstairs? No. You just you go straight down there. So, he, there's no privacy in his house. <laughs> yeah, there there's not. So my bed was positioned I was looking at the storage room which was the furthest one away from the staircase. And when I would go to sleep, the left side of me would be facing the staircase. So either way, I would go to sleep perfectly fine. This is when I really did not believe in the paranormal side. 
I never even thought about it. It was basically just, if I turned off the lights, I better run up the stairs. Better, better run as quickly as possible because I don't know what's in the darkness. You're going to get caught. Exactly. <laughs> going to get you. Everyone has that fear. It's a legit, that's a, that's a legit scary fear. Yeah, it is. There's, and we just saw a video of it, which debatable if it's real or not, but that it at least gave us enough to give us chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I would do is I'd turn off my light real quick and then run down the stairs, jump in my bed, go to sleep. So it was like four weeks after I had moved down to the basement, everything was going fine. And I woke up at three in the morning and I knew, I knew I was awake. I I don't know how I could tell you guys to prove otherwise, but I knew I was up because I all of my senses felt normal. And even though I told you guys to look at a freaking clock to tell if you're having a nightmare or not, I just you just know when you're awake. But I couldn't move. I had sleep paralysis. I understood that I had sleep paralysis because I tried moving every portion, but I could move my head. And I look up right where my feet are at, and I see this weird, I don't know if I want to call it a creature, cryptid, uh, top hat man, schwan, uh, any one of these forms. I noticed that their faces, I couldn't make out. I had no clue what their faces were. I just knew it was terrifying. I couldn't figure out what their bodies looked like either. I couldn't tell you if, you got, if they had four arms, two arms, no clue. All I knew is I was looking at something that was looking right back at me. Now, let me tell you, I see this one form right in front of me, and he just stares at me for about two minutes, and he doesn't do anything to me. He stares at me and starts walking, while my eyes follow him up the stairs, and there he goes. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to move as much as possible, because I want to turn the freaking lights on. I just want to know that there's nothing there. Well, <clears throat> before I could get out of my sleep paralysis stage, I look back at where the spirit was and there's another spirit different could i tell you guys why i knew it was different no i just knew it was different and uh he gave me an even more uneasy and after 30 minutes of this new new spirits every single time two minutes staring at me walk up the stairs now time could be perceived i might have thought it was 30 minutes and it could have been two minutes could have been two minutes and i thought it was 30 minutes who knows? But all I know is it was so vivid. I I could still see it every time I think about it. And then uh, once I did wake up, I was sweaty. I was terrified. I slept with the lights on the rest of the night. And this this happens at least like once a year for about five years. The same occurrences. And I mean, my house was... It was built in the late 1800s, so there there has been plenty of families that have went through it. So I do feel like there was spirits that have previously lived in this house, but nothing malevolent like the creatures that I had seen. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> like, Jesus. What do you think? I've, I've heard <laughs> this one before, so it's well, question, it's a whole thing. Yeah. What what time of year does this always happen? What month? Uh, it it. There's no it's no time in the consistent. month. Yeah, one one month it'd be February, next month it'd be January. Is is it always around the same time though? Yeah, like three a.m. Yes, it's usually around two to three in the morning. The reason I know this is whenever I wake up, my first action is, and I know it'd make me sound like a little 
millennial or what do you guys like to call me? A Gen Zer. Gen Z-er, he is yeah. a Gen Zer, but yes. Uh, I or grab my phone and turn on the flashlight because <laughs> <laughs> I sit right next to it. <laughs> so the, I I'd look at the time real quick and then turn on the flashlight. Wow, I'm this. That was one of your best. That's fucking weird. They just look at you. They don't do. Yeah, anything. no, they just look at me. There's a. Uh, I did watch this video today where people have felt, uh, you know, entities touch them, tap on them, you know, associated with three taps, just like we talked about three in the morning, but like nothing. It, they just fucking stare at me. When's the last and time it's like, it happened? The last time it happened about, <clears throat> I'm 23 now, so about four years. Four years. It, I moved out to college. And I also, this kind of different theory that I have is once people get older, they don't have that sense of spirits and apparitions as they used to when they were younger. So I kind of feel like this is one of the reasons why I haven't had it. Well, it's a muscle. We, yeah, and we've talked about that. Like, uh, at some point, we talked about children having more, uh, being more susceptible to that because uh, their brain is learning and it's developing things and having, you know, you don't, social media hasn't gotten to them. They're yet. a sponge. Yeah. So. I, t- I 100% agree with that. When you get older, you experience less because your brain is coming up with different things at that point. Like, if you would have told me this just happened now, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, well, how many fucking movies have you watched that yeah. <laughs> you're dreaming it? Because I have dreams that uh, people are like, there's like a entity outside my window, like out in the, the yard or whatever, mm-hmm. and it knows exactly where I am in the house at all times. And it, no matter where I am, I can't hide from it. Uh, sorry, Chase was talking about kids. I can't wait until Hunter has a kid uh. and it's starting to be like three years old and it's starting to be Schwan as the kid's imaginary friend. And he's, he, the name he's never going to be talking about Schwan, but all of a sudden the kid comes down and he doesn't say Sean. He's going to say Schwan oh as his imaginary <laughs> friend. Lose my fucking mind. <laughs> he's just going to levitate out of a little baby crib and be like, the blood, the walls are covered with blood. <laughs> No, 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 green liquids. (laughs) Green liquids. I had an imaginary friend named, I just named him Ghost. I had this, I had this weird obsession with death when I was a kid. It was really fucking twisted, but not like, like causing death, but like, I'm just, I thought, thought about death as a kid too much, way too much. Well, after hearing these stories, uh, it is interesting to me and I'm going to give you my big reveal. I think I'm glad you brought up a paranormal one. Um, and that kind of goes along. If you guys listen to Hotel Colorado, that's when Hunter and I had that experience oh. with Becca and Dom um, when we felt like we got chased out of the hotel. Yeah. So the the initial stories I heard, you know, I think it goes back to nothing good happens at night, and your parents tell you that for a reason. It's nighttime. People try and get away with shit. It's the, the society that we live in, and it's unfortunate, but that is when no one's around. So you can get away with shit, or you can at least try and have a better chance of getting away with shit. No one's going to go rob a bank in the middle of the day. They're going to go do it when it's dark, when they can escape somewhere and hide. So when it comes to, the, like, murders and, you know, weird shit like that, I can't attribute that to the witching hour. I think that's just the human, you know, mentality. Well, just just one little quick thing. Uh, what What's your opinion on people that work night shifts? And why why don't they see the same kind of stuff during this REM sleep cycle? They fucking do, though. They Remember do, and that's that a video. thing. Remember that that's video a, I yes. fucking said, I that worker just, at 3 a.m.? I was just about to say that. So that's the no, thing. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm talking about the... Coming uh, REM sleep? Yeah, REM sleep. So, like... Their REM that, sleep's different, though. Exactly. It, it happens around 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Because 
mattering on what time they. And I'm just throwing numbers out there, but I see uh, what you're saying. Why? Why isn't it? These scientists are saying we're we're seeing these things because of REM sleep. I, I, I get where you're going with this one. And my opinion on this and the REM sleep is I'm gonna I'm gonna st- base this solely off of my personal life. I I never used to be this way. I used to as soon as I hit the pillow, I was out. Maybe had a dream. Mostly only remembered like the bad dreams, but they were rare. I was a great sleeper, honestly. Up until about the last two years, maybe even four, that has changed significantly. That's really weird. It is, and it's it's weird that he went from two to four. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not keeping track of this shit, but you know, <laughs> sorry. Big range that got Adrian. <laughs> I love what I understand that. Hey, hey, what? He, what? Don't yuck his yum. Whatever. Whatever you said made him tickle. Yeah, okay, good. Whatever. It tickled my pickle. Fuck it. Four to eight. No. Okay. So <laughs> between yeah, so it's been different. I've been. It's been harder for me to go to sleep. Um, I can't tell you that. I mean, maybe I have dreams. The ones I don't remember are probably the good ones. But I remember all the bad ones, and it's a lot. And my sleep schedule sucks. It truly does. Like, I'm going to bed at, like, 10 or 11. But I am waking up at 3 or, or 4 in the morning every single time when I when this happens. But they're such lucid, terrible dreams that my I, I 100% believe that my brain is just coming up with these things in my head. Like, when I wake up, I'm still coming out of that dream state. And that's – I don't see anything when I come out of bed uh, – out of the sleep like that. But I think people that do, if they are having these same kind of lucid dreams – they're just coming out of the dream state, and that's why they're seeing things. Now, going back to what Hunter said, he sent us a video on Facebook, and it is a night shift worker at some like plant. a hospital. Yeah, it was it, it, it was a fairly empty place at night, and it was only like the security guard wherever. But it, it is, was. It's, it's, an, it's, it's a an, big building. It is an active place. Yeah. People go there, and it's yeah. used during the day. But yeah. he's just the but night, at night yeah, He watches this facility. When you are someone who works a night shift, and that is your sleep schedule to be up at night. And you were experiencing this kind of shit. That's what that is. What gets me. That's why I'm saying right now. Like I want to say that the brain is what's causing this shit. There is a veil. There is a veil between what we know and what we can study as humans, and what we can't see and what we can't study. And there is something out there. I 100% wholeheartedly believe that. And I believe that if you believe that, you will experience more paranormal phenomena. You will experience more things that happen in your life. And if you truly accept that in your life, that's when you're going to get interactions. And that's why you're, you're having things fly off the shelves. Mm-hmm. You're having weird noises. Um, you're seeing apparitions and stuff. That's what gets me about this, is that there is, to people who aren't coming out of a dream state at the witching hour, are experiencing something that we can't understand. Yeah. Well, that's a great point because... <laughs> We do have a special guest to talk about. Oh, my God. I was going to do the same transition. I'm glad I, I held my tongue. We have a special guest coming next week for you guys, so please be ready to tune in for that. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. She is a professional. Yeah. She does this for a living. She's been yeah. doing this for years. Um, and you guys are going to learn a whole wealth of knowledge on a topic that we didn't think we were going to explore, but I think it's perfect for this podcast. Yeah. It's more of that stuff that you just don't understand, the intangible. And and it also plays into Chase's theory of kind of the manifestation of of things as you open yourself up to it. I mean, you as a lit- listener probably do stuff in your day-to-day, even in your business, your cliques, your friend groups, things you want in life, you manifest. So it's the same thing as any muscle, brain or spirit or body. If you exercise that muscle, it's 
probably gonna come towards you more. So she's 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 fucking good. Yeah. It's and, gonna and be. There I'm are, excited. There are things that you do that everybody does on a daily basis that doesn't even register in your brain because it's just a thing. It's just a task for you to do that that makes you happier as a chore or whatever. That comes down to being uh, a ritual. Basically, yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't come up with the word I wanted, but I think ritual fits it perfectly. Yeah. Let me do my little wrap up for you guys that I normally do. It's awesome. please give us a follow on Instagram. It's stuck at this purgatory. You could go look at chases and hunters, funny memes. And then you could also look at some paranormal stuff that we we have seen or other people have seen that we post on Instagram. Also, go give us a follow on either Reddit or TikTok at Stuck in This Purgatory. Also, if you guys do have stories on Witching Hour or Sleep Paralysis or anything else that maybe you don't want to share with other people about what you do at night, come give us a nice little email. Tell us your story at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. We have gotten a few stories that we will be sharing here shortly. One point before you do your, your segment, Chase, is... No one has guessed what KFA means yet. We still want to give you some money, guys. Do, do Don't we forget. ante up and make it full? Ten bucks? I mean, I already bought the chicken sandwich, so. <laughs> 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 I guess you'll get two. Yeah, we'll give you a little, little, little more, but we still need you to guess. Go to our Instagram and see if you need to guess and send us an email on what KFA is. Well, this has been a, a fun episode talking about a very broad topic. We've barely scratched the surface, and we, we truly believe that you will find some new friends in the spirit realm. Just stay up till 3 a.m. or wake up at 3 a.m. and see, fuck around and find out. Who knows? And remember, when you're down and out and you're wondering why everything else in the world sucks, just remember, we are all stuck in this purgatory. Thank you.